Good morning and welcome back to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. We're here every Saturday morning on News Talk 870. I'm Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team. As always, you can contact me direct on my cell phone at 727-8977 or visit us on the web at kenmoreteam.com. I always like to thank everybody at the station for working to make this happen and especially our co-host, Mr. John McKay. McKay, how you how you doing over there? I, I noticed <laughs> I noticed a change. I'm I, wearing my Whitworth football hat. Yeah, the Packers hat. Well, it has had to be put away. Actually, no. I wore one each day, Monday through Friday last week, just to make all my coworkers happy. Oh, I wore uh, a different Packers hat each day because I have like 17,000 of them. But, oh, my. You oh. know, hey, the Niners, yeah. I knew the Niners were a better team. Yeah, it was. Um, you, you made a run there. Like, like we say, we think Aaron went deep enough to pay for that new Malibu house for him and yeah. Danica. So, Well, so. in the film room, they're going to show them the, the third and fourth quarter. <laughs> Only yes, ab- but you know my guys made it further than yeah. somebody else. Yes, so. yes, I knew you'd have a little bit of fun with that. Well, it oh, is yeah. it is a real estate show, but we did have to get a little bit of football, a little bit of football in there before we parlay that into. Did into I tell you I'm going to root for the Niners now? You are. Oh, oh yeah. Low blow. Low blow. Well, they are here. the best team in football, regardless of what the armchair quarterbacks think. Well, we will parlay this sports talk into <laughs> our celebrity real estate house. So before we jump into our local topic, we always like to start off with our crazy celebrity real estate house. And this week, um, for from robreport.com coming out of California. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a house that recently hit the market for $53 million. Philip Rivers' house? So this is no, <laughs> this is um, Scott McNeely. Now, I did not um, immediately recognize the name, but he was one of the co-founders of Sun Microsystems out of Santa Clara. Okay. And um, this property is on the outskirts of Palo Alto. Mm -hmm. It is 13 acres, which real estate in that area is ridiculous. That's where Stanford's at. What I loved about it is originally I pulled the article because... It has its own full-size hockey rink. My kids would have been in absolute heaven. So it says in here, Scott had um, four boys. Turns out he was a pretty smart dude because um, it's mentioned in there that he also put a three-hole golf course on the property. That could be fun. And before founding Sun Microsystems, in fact, he was the captain of the Harvard golf team. So this guy... He likes he likes sports. So what does fifty three million dollars get you? It's crazy. This house is nuts. Thirty two thousand square feet. Wow. Twenty rooms on four levels, and just about pretty much anything you could think of. It has poker room, billiards room, um, steam room, massage area. Um, gym, pool, basketball court, and hockey rink. So you never need to leave the property. You never need to leave the property. Does that include a weight room? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. 100, 100% yes. So Good. Um, it, it was said that hockey was one of his um, favorite pastimes, and he, he used to I'll play. Say. So 
Holy smokes. I, I think the only reason you'd have to leave would be to work. But maybe at that point, there was no more work involved. So <laughs> Yeah, they would just drone in all your groceries. A- absolutely. So we, w- we will just see what, um, what that property ends up selling from. But it is one of the massively impressive, impressive properties. I was just wondering about Philip Rivers because the rumors are he's moving to Miami. Well, uh-huh. it's not a rumor. He's moving to Florida, his family. And now people are saying he's going to leave the Chargers and then Brady, who's an unrestricted free agent, will wind up in San Diego anyway, blah, blah, blah. Wow, you're going to make me um, do some research to see if his house pops up on the market. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> yeah, next week's San Diego. Well, Los nec- Angeles. Next week's topic for, for sure on that. Well, we always like to temper that with our local real estate story and what's happening in real estate. And this time of year, we we get a lot of inquiries uh, at the Kenmore team, either people wanting to become a real estate agent or get into the real estate business or sending resumes. And so a lot of people will ask us and, and they'll say, what does it take to have a massively successful year, your first year in real estate? So I thought the best way to answer some of that question is to get an agent in here that has done that. And um, coming off, I will call it his amazing first year rookie season, Yeah, we have in the studio with us Tyson Jones, buyer agent extraordinaire with the Kenmore team. Tyson, welcome to the radio show. Hey, thanks, Lance. Mm-hmm. So we always like to, um, I just thought you're kind of the poster child for what it takes to get this done in the first year. But I thought I'd bring you in, let people know that you're a real person, yeah. that you exist. It's true, yep. And, <laughs> I am real, and I'm right here. you can be successful <clears throat> in real estate your, your first year. So before we um, jump into all of the details of that, that. Let's get a little bit of your background for people to see what a career transition like that would look like. And so tell me a little bit about yourself and in your background. Yeah, I would love to. Um, well, my wife and I have uh, three boys, ages 16, 15, and eight. And That's so a lot to manage. It's, it is. It is. <laughs> it is fun. It is good. Um, they're my biggest supporters, biggest cheerleaders, if you will. Um, and so, you know, Without without their support, the transition would have been much more difficult. Yeah, you definitely, when you go full on into this career, um, uh, it, it can be a lifestyle. Yes, it, and that's exactly what it has turned out to be, which has been an amazing uh, change. Um, my background is a little bit, uh, my family's always been involved in real estate, whether it's um, you know my grandparents, parents, uncles, aunts, uh, commercial residential rentals, um, agriculture, some of them do flips, um, some of them small business owners, including restaurants and um, when I was growing up that kind of you know struck me I liked I liked kind of seeing the hospitality industry and so I uh, started off there 20 years in the hospitality industry and uh, the last 12 of it being with bonefish grill and uh, I think that I learned a lot in that industry um, kind of helped me um, learning how to take care of any issues in a timely manner um, and learning how to communicate and talk with people. So you were, I mean, you were kind of instrumental in my opinion for, you know, Bonefish up there and a lot, and a lot of its success. So oh, thank you. You were there, you were there for 
12 years? Yes, 12 years. There. I did, I, I'm getting old. I wouldn't have even said <laughs> it, 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 I wouldn't even have said it'd been there 12 years. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, I think their anniversary is popping up uh, April. will be 14 that they'd, they'd been open. So, okay, yeah. so right off of Gage back there, yep. uh, behind the mall, Columbia Center back exactly, there. Exactly, yep. And, and really, just for the listeners, so like that's, that's pretty much how we met. It, right? That's exactly how it was. Uh, I, I had done um, some catering and stuff prior to going there. And so when I went there, I was kind of the catering manager and did a lot of banquets and stuff, something they hadn't done before. And while I was doing that, I was a server. And uh, I used to serve you and in, in your family when the kids were young. Yeah, yeah, kids were young. And I think in real estate, it happens like that's probably the closest nice place by our office. Yeah. And in real estate, you're at the office a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> so, you guys would always pop by afterwards, and yeah, and, uh, so so that's great, and um, yeah, then we got to know each other over over the years, exactly, and and, and then and then what made you say, you know, real estate? Yeah, what turned the turned the switch? You know, it had been something I've been thinking about for years. Um, always loved it, like I said, been been around it, grew up around it, and uh, with that support of a little bit of push from the wife and uh, yep. and just a little bit of encouragement. They're good, they're good at that, those they, wives. Yes, they do. A good, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. For, for good and, and indifferent, right? Um, and reached out to you um, about a year and a half ago and, and, uh, and okay. we, we kind of made it work from there. Absolutely, yeah. and it's been an amazing year. I, I, I think to give people perspective, when they make a career change like that and and they go they go to real estate. I, I wrote down some questions so that somebody that is in your shoes, maybe they're working at a restaurant or they're working in customer service, and they're like, "I think I could do. I think I could do real estate." What's the biggest? I, the first question I wrote down to give people perspective is, "What's the biggest adjustment you you had to make?" The largest adjustment right off the bat for me really had to do with my schedule. Um, Obviously, being in the hospitality industry, um, hours are way different than in the real estate industry. Um, You know, being open from 11 you know, to, to midnight, 11 a.m. to midnight is different than going to work, getting up at 8 a.m. and heading into the office and being available all day long. So the schedule, getting my sleep pattern down, you know, making sure I can get a workout in here or there, some extra family time. Um, it ended up being a great uh, move and, um, and, and it's working out well now, but it was a little bit of an adjustment. That's interesting because that, that, that's not, I'm, I'm glad we're doing this today because yeah. I wouldn't have put that... I, I wouldn't have put that down. So you you really struggled with having to. You were used to. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. you'd stay up till one or two in the morning. How did yep, that work? All the day. Yeah. So basically, you know, get up in the morning with the kids, make sure they're off to school, say say your hellos, give them a kiss goodbye, and and then um, get a little workout in. Head to work around ten thirty before lunch opens, and I'm there, you know, most of the time till nine ten at night. Um, that's the that's what we call the mid shift. Then there's the the night shift, which you get there at two o'clock, and then you close the close up shop. And that night shift, you know, you're there till one o'clock in the morning, and yeah. It's hard to wind down after a, a long shift like that. So you're going to bed at three in the morning, and and now fast forward to real estate, and you got that jerk Lance Kenmore geez. telling you that there's a sales huddle at yeah. seven thirty in the yeah, morning. Yeah, what's going on, Lance? What's going on? That's my sleep time. <laughs> wow, you hit that pretty well. Okay. Yeah, I, I tried to fake it till I can make it. Okay. Okay. Well, that that is a really interesting um, perspective on that. So biggest adjustment number one, we've got schedule. So. 
The the other question I get a lot, and I, I this is great because these answers are totally different than what I would give. Okay. So I'm glad we have your perspective. Not so, sure if that's good or bad. I, so well, it's just it's different, right? Because yeah. I've been in it a lot longer. I'm right. glad we're getting your perspective after one cool. year. Okay. So number two, what is the hardest part of being a real estate agent? You know, this kind of matches. You know, I got a couple of, of couple of thoughts on that. First thing is, it kind of matches up what we just talked about. Uh, managing your time efficiently, you got to really know where and when to focus and spend your time and energy on. Um, you know, you might get a lead, and it you know might be a decent lead, what you think is a decent lead, and you're continuing to follow up and working on it for a couple weeks, and it doesn't get you anywhere. Well, sometimes you have to cut your losses and and move on to somebody that's a little more anxious to get into there. For instance. Um, and that, that that would be one, for instance, or um, for maybe somebody is not pre-approved, not pre-approved. So you got to make sure that you know before you show them more than you know one or two houses, you want them to make sure that they're a real buyer. Yep, uh, that they really can afford the house, and that somebody really wants to give them hundreds of thousands of dollars to do so. And now Lance <laughs> told you these things, but you had to do it once or twice on your own. Oh, for sure, you know, for sure, you know, <laughs> these are these are I'm things just... that I've been told by many um, and learned yeah. learn the hard way. You know, you got to. But no, okay, gotcha. And so, yeah, knowing where to focus your time and energy, I, I can agree with that. Yeah, That's for a good sure. One. Uh, another one is for me was keeping up on really the new listings and new developments and, and any of the action that was coming on the market that was, you know, new and popping up. Um, you know, you can set your notifications all you want, but you really have to focus your time and energy on um, on really understanding the market, learning what's out there, um, getting a little bit of, of that intel. Because sometimes too, and I know, I mean, you're really aggressive with this and that's part of you know what's made your year so successful. But like you said, just because there's a house available in and a new development and Tri-Cities Real Estate's moving so quickly, like there might be a house that's in the MLS and available and it might be a model home. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe um, it is available, uh, or maybe it's not. Maybe the builder doesn't really want to move out. So you've got to know if that model home isn't available. What are, what are you going to do then? Yeah, yeah, good point. So in that in that instance, you know, you you check out when they really want to move out, um, and then what you do, you got you got to see what else is around there. You got to know that there are other lots. You got to know if it's a certain builder, if they can build that home on the lot. It, it really is a lot. Yeah. Uh, so you're educating yourself, and yes. there's probably there's probably inventory now that you know about yep. that is nowhere on the MLS. Yes, that's correct too. Yes. And and so and so you're going that extra mile for your <clears throat> clients. Yeah, I I I would agree with that. That is. Um, that is absolutely, absolutely a lot. What, what, anything else that yeah, does hard? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I came in, uh, I came in uh, last, I got my license in March and came in in April and, um, you know, pretty hot, pretty hot market. So it was easy for me because I'm naturally an aggressive uh, person. And so in an aggressive market, it matched up pretty, pretty good, pretty simply uh, with me. And as the last few months have, you know, gone on realizing that, you know, you can be a little more patient. It's just a really different market. Uh, so understanding the the differences and making those immediate adjustments, um, not waiting for the market to get aggressive again. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I would add from a third party perspective, like, yeah, you're you're aggressive, but the, the differences in your success is, is that you're also you're a hard worker. Oh, well, and thank I, you. And I think that gets lost sometimes in there. You know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people will say, "Well, I'm going to get into real estate for the flexibility because there's not set hours." Right. Well, there might not be, 
but that doesn't mean that there's not going to be more work. Yeah. And that's the thing is I think a lot of people think that, um, you know, yeah, you know, we work 15, 20 hours a week and, uh, <laughs> and we're making the big bucks over here, but, uh, it's quite the opposite. You gotta be, you have to be available 24 seven to clients, lenders, you know, you get calls, you get calls from and texts and emails from everybody all over. You got to stay on your file until it closes. You want to follow up with your clients and make sure that, you know, they're still happy with their home that they purchased a month or two ago. Um, so it's an on ongoing relationship all the way around. Tyson, that's awesome. And that's a great perspective to have. So when you look at the real estate industry, and I hope you don't say flexibility, I hope I didn't just put my, <laughs> foot, my, my foot in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to tell me? What, what do you feel like is the greatest part about real estate? Well, quite the opposite. The, the first thing I would say is uh, your hard work pays off. Uh, the more time and effort that you put in, the greater reward in the end. Um, and you know, you really, you really do see that reward in the long run. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. We're coming up against our first hard break here. How do you be successful in real estate your first year out of the gates? We're getting it straight from the horse's mouth. They say Tyson Jones, Realtor with the Kenmore team, just coming up on a one-year anniversary and absolutely crushing it. When we come back, we're going to pick his brain for a few more secrets and tips that made him successful. Right here on News Talk 870. to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. Today we've been talking about what it takes to be a successful new real estate agent in your first year out of the gates. We get a ton of calls, inquiries about this, uh, this time of year as the new year starts and people are looking to make a change. So I thought, gosh, you know, if I get two or three inquiries a week, the rule kind of is we do a radio show about it. <laughs> and so I thought, let's let's get a poster child for that in here. So we invited Tyson, buyer's agent for the Kenmore team in to talk about changing from like the service industry, restaurant industry to an industry like real estate. Before the break, we were just starting to get into the greatest part of real estate. So recap for me. So in the first year, like what has been just those highlights for you? What's the greatest part of real estate? You know what? Honestly, every single day, um, I find something that's just as exciting as the day before. Um, just understanding that every day you're going to learn something uh, and make it a point to at least something. Uh, so that I really do like to learn. And I think that's a big part of it. I was, you know, love the hospitality industry, but you know, not to say I know everything cause I was still learning there too, but I was getting tapped out a little bit. So it was nice to, to come over to the real estate side. And well, I can tell you in real estate that that will not change. I was literally on the phone with somebody, um, talking about a weird web change with real estate to make. And I, I learned something literally driving over awesome. here. And that's so, great. you know, here we go 20 years later. Refreshing. So, yeah. That's awesome. So that, that's good. That's good to hear. Good. What are some of the other highlights from the first, from, uh, you know, in, what you love about it. Yeah. So some of the greatest things about real estate, you know, 
one of the most exciting things is when you close that deal and you get those keys to the client. I mean, the excitement and the look on their face. It, yeah, they got they have a new place to live. Yeah, and you know, especially for the the hard deals, quote unquote, or you know, those first time home buyers. Um, it's really amazing. It makes you feel just really good inside to know that you put your best foot forward to help them with that. Yeah, that is I, I, that that is absolutely. Hands down, I couldn't agree with you more. And that that doesn't get old. I, I remember just three weeks ago, you know, I'm not in the field as much, but as you guys are, but we had helped um, somebody get into a house and it needed significant repairs and we were able to negotiate those, get them in there. And it was just like for two days, I was just walking around just like, I am so excited for that yeah, guy. Yeah, just you kind of get a little giddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, just, you just, it's like it's happening for you. Yeah, so. yeah for sure. Agreed. And then especially when you know that's the right place for a family. Exactly. Like you, like you did that. Yep. You know, that was the right place for their family and you facilitated them getting in there. So yeah. good. So if you had to pick, if you had to pick one or two moments, what what would you say were some of your your biggest wins in the first year? Well, definitely, we talked a little bit about my family uh, at the beginning, and definitely being able to uh, provide for them in a better way. Um, hospitality industry was awesome; it it, it did a lot for me. But you kind of cap out a little quicker than it seems like in the real estate industry. Kind of yeah. something we talked about before is the harder you work, the, the more rewarding it's going to be. Um, and so being able to provide, being able to have that, like we said, flexible schedule um, a little bit, but you know, still putting the hours in and, and, and still, still doing it. Um, that was definitely one of the big things. And then honestly, you know, being a part of such an awesome team, uh, you, you know, you've, you've, you've done a real good job of putting your team together um, and even more of an amazing job keeping it together and, and growing the way that it is and being a part of it. It makes you feel happy, makes you want to go to work. Um, you know, you don't have to wake up in the morning and, you know, throw cold water on your face just to get to work or whatever it is and drink a pot of coffee. Yeah, we, yeah. Re we really have a good time, don't we? We do. It yeah. is. It's fun. It, it's it, fun it, over there. Yeah, it, it, it's fun. In fact, sometimes we have to put a cap on the good time. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is definitely true. Yeah, we won't talk about those times. No. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. You're right. It's great. It, it's great. Yep. I mean, to see, you know, to see everybody. It's great when I see you in the hallway. It's great when I see everybody on our team in our hallway Yeah. where you're you're not trying to avoid someone or go the other. I mean, there isn't a single person in that building that I'm not, you know, when I walk down to fill my water jug, I'm not happy to yep. stop and talk to or Agreed. See. I agree fully with you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And, and a lot of hard workers in that area. So yes, that exa is, exactly. That is awesome. Well, very, very good. So I'm going to hit you up with, as we kind of go into our, our recap here a little bit and and if you had an, another new agent sitting in front of you today, or you were a new agent listening, or somebody thinking about taking their test and getting licensed, what would you say to that new agent starting out today? There's definitely a bunch of tips. Um, I'll, I'll say a couple that helped me is, you know, the biggest, one of the biggest things, remember that your reputation is everything. Um, so following up with people um, and making sure that they get what they want when they need it, you know, talking talking to a person like they are a person um you know don't get caught up in 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 some of the the other things that are going on sometimes so reputation is everything um making sure you're punctual uh, definitely like we talked about hard work if you want to be successful uh, kind of a little motto you probably heard something similar to it do something today for yourself tomorrow you know just because you're not signing a deal today making a deal today might not even be this week uh, but do something that will get you set up to where you have that opportunity soon in the near future 
Yeah, that's really that's really good advice, and I I think you know we look for that, you know, and I mean I don't want to say you know as we got to know you, it's pretty easy for me to tell, even when like we knew you at Bonefish, it's pretty easy to tell after one or two times, you know who's working, right? And, and so I mean it's I mean it's not rocket science, right? And I mean whether I go and see. Uh, you know, whether I go to a tire shop and get my tires changed, I go to my dentist office, you know, I can usually see who's working. And in fact, it's one of our core values on our team yep. is work hard. And so and that's people always laugh at me because they tried to tell me that's not, you know, when I made a mission statement and did core values, like Lance, that's not a core value. And I'm like, no, it is. <laughs> it is. Kenmore it team. is. So, so I, I, I appreciate I appreciate you saying that. And that thing about texts and emails and your reputation and following up that's that's big because it's an information society we've done a number of shows on that and people are expecting you as the professional to get them that information exactly and biggest thing that i've learned is just if you don't even know the answer and you need to do some research or you know maybe you're busy respond right away to them let it's okay let them know hey i'm i'm doing something else with a different client give me 30 minutes or hey i don't know that information i'll get back to you as as soon as i find it do that right away so they know that you're working on it and then follow up with that as well don't wait the next day um especially any longer than that, get the information when you can. Tyson, that is great, great information. We're going to wrap up here with a pick three. I know people are always asking me about inventory. Folks, the snow melted and people are ready to sell some homes. That is 100% the case. We've got some great new inventory. Real quick here, 5109 Pamplona Drive in Pasco. This is a five-bedroom, three-bath, West Pasco, over 3,000 square feet, 3139 square feet, stainless steel appliances, um, gorgeous cherry cabinets, awesome kitchen, walk-in corner pantry, main-level den and office, perfect guest setup with a bedroom and three-quarter bath. Awesome, awesome property. Like I said, five-bedroom home, large three-car garage, fully fenced backyard, and that's coming in at three fifty nine nine. So great price point on that one. Pick number two, seven twenty one South Fur in Kennewick. We do not get homes in this price range as often as we used to. Completely remodeled, three-bedroom, one-bath Rambler, large corner lot. 1,226 square feet, hardwood flooring, um, fully updated kitchen with new cabinets, full tile backsplash, tile flooring, beautiful granite countertops, new carpet. I mean, done, done, done. New vinyl windows, new paint trim and doors, newer electrical panel, and that's coming in at 225. Wow. So, I mean, and that's done. That's yeah. ready to go. And then pick number three, real quick 516 North Road 36 in Pasco, three bedroom, one and a half bath, den um, study, plus it's a Rambler, West Pasco, close to the river, 1752 square feet. Also remodeled kitchen, tile backsplash, granite counters, new hardware on the cabinets, stainless steel appliances, hardwood flooring, original hardwood flooring in the three bedrooms, also all new vinyl windows. And that's coming in at two fifty nine nine. So we're in that price point where a lot of people are like, I can't find anything under three hundred. The inventory's coming, we're putting it on. Go to KenmoreTeam.com if you want to sign up for alerts, hear about these right when or before they hit the market. 
please let us know and we'll get you signed up. Tyson, thanks again for coming in and letting folks know um, what to do to be successful in your first year of real estate. Awesome. Thank you, Lance. And anybody out there listening that thinks that might be a great fit for them, feel free to go to KenmoreTeam.com, shoot us a message, and we can talk some more about that. And we will be right back here next week. Right here on News Talk 870.